Hello and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. This is Penny Sansevieri with my ever awesome co-host, Amy Cornell. And this, I'm going to let Amy kind of lead this one a little bit because this podcast topic was her idea, the things that you must know how to do with an author. And I'll be really honest with you, we sort of struggled between four things or five things um, because, you know, five things that you must know how to do as an author is kind of a fun number, right? Um, and and this podcast was really born, as many podcasts are, out of communication that we have with authors where we feel strongly, Amy <laughs> likes to say we have strong feelings about, we feel strongly about this, having this knowledge as an author, right? Amy, do you want to kind of lead off with the, the, the more, a little bit more of the Genesis story, perhaps, perhaps a little bit more articulate than what I'm, how I'm sharing it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, as Penny said, we talk to a lot of authors and this industry is full of people with a range of abilities. And we get that, like, not everybody's going to have the same amount of computer savvy. Some of you feel you've probably earned the right to not jump on every trend. And I'm over here raising my hand. I'm absolutely yeah. that person. Um, and maybe some of you just aren't interested and that's, there's also validity in that, but there really are, as Penny said, there are some things you really have to know how to do if you're going to compete in the publishing industry in 2023. You know, this isn't just us saying like, it would be nice if you did this or we recommend it's like, no, there are just some really basic things. Now the numbers got to be higher Penny, but you know, the last stat that that we continue to use is that there are over 4,500 books published every single day. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So yeah. you really can't come into this willing to be, you know, clueless forever, <laughs> you know, right? To learn how to do some basic things. You have to be open to some self-education because whether you're 17 or 87, the expectations in the industry don't change and they need to be met if you actually want to get your books in the hands of readers and didn't just publish a book to check it off your bucket list or because you know a few of your friends and family are going to buy it. Well, and before we jump into this list, and this is particularly true for the first point that Amy's going to mention, it's not necessarily about doing all of these things, but it's important to have some, at the very minute, at, at a minimum, some basic knowledge about how this works. Because the other reason that this call, that this was an important podcast to do, is your lack of knowledge could be costing you a lot of money just in terms of um, A, not knowing how to do some basic stuff, which I think is important for every author, but also there are, and we've tapped podcasts on this before. There are a lot of scams out there in the industry. Having some basic knowledge, not saying you have to be an expert, not saying you have to own a platform or do all the things on Twitter, not at all. But having some basic knowledge over some of this stuff will also, you know, arm you in case somebody, you know, comes to you and says, oh, we have this great thing on. Like Amy and I see this all the time and we just want to beat our head against the wall, right? Yep. Um, so part of the knowledge is, yes, you should have that as an author to get their book out there to readers and everything. I'm a big fan of education, but it also will empower you to make better decisions and to make decisions that don't put your 
book or your marketing budget necessarily in jeopardy. So with that, Amy, do you want to talk to, you want to take bullet number one? Sure. So number one that I added to the list is you need to publish your book on Amazon. And okay, fine. This is one of those, like, you don't have to, I'm doing air quotes, but what most people don't consider when they're either trying to stick it to the man or they just don't like Amazon, or they think it's going to be too complicated is that if you don't publish on Amazon, you're actually setting yourself up for a lot more legwork. Mm-hmm. You will be doing 10 times the work to get your book out there and to also convince potential buyers that you are someone to trust, someone to spend their money with. Like Whether you like it or not, having that Amazon platform to sell your book for you makes a difference in how readily people will click buy. So just be realistic about how much marketing and legwork you're willing to do because not playing nice with Amazon really will add a lot to your plate. And that's something to consider before you get all the way down the road and get ready to, you know, you're like, okay, I'm ready to publish my book. And I've put all this time and money and effort in to do all the things, but I don't want to do it on Amazon because we've had those conversations with authors and those are rough. I got, I have to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. They're rough. And cause we had an email, um, or you got an email actually that you forwarded to me that came in from an author. And I don't remember he or she said, said, um, my book is up on iTunes or something. So I'm not selling on Amazon. So my book is set up for success. It's like, I don't know that that's actually true. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. They said, am they, and their justification was that, iTunes or iBook is the number two selling book retailer online. But it's like, when you look at the statistics, it's like less than 5% of eBooks or something like that. It might yeah. Did I say that. iTunes? I meant iBooks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't we all knew what you meant. See, See, again, we don't tech shame here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't even know. I, no, but, but truly it is yeah, a, their justification. They're like, no, they're the number two selling retailer of books online, but it's like number two being less than 5% of the market share. That math doesn't add up to success. Sorry. Right. 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 Exactly. No, I think that's a very good point. The other thing, and this is going to sound super basic. You got to know, you got to know how to share your book link, your Amazon book link. And again, I just called iBooks iTunes. So we're not obviously tech shaming anybody. As you know, as you are sharing your, so part of the reason why you need to do this is not because when Amy gets an author that contacts her, we're not saying this because it annoys Amy. (laughs) Amy gets an author that contacts her and they're like, I don't know how to do the link from Amazon. You can find it on Amazon. And I'll tell you what, I get that too, especially like when I teach classes or something, mm-hmm. people will say, you know, I'll ask them, say, share your book link to Amazon. I don't really know how to do that, but you can search it on Amazon. Here's the problem with that, right? First off, it's a basic skill that you need to know. But if you are leaving the Amazon, if you are leaving it up to the end user who maybe doesn't spell your last name correctly or the title of the book correctly or whatever to find your book, I guarantee you, you have lost a sale. I, I guarantee you, you have lost a sale, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something, you know, look, if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, that's me. I don't know how to do that. Ask somebody to help you. It's a very, very simple thing to do. You would be shocked how many times it's obviously it made the list. So we get this a lot um, in terms of authors that don't, don't really know how to do this. Yep. 
That's a hundred percent. And it is like you said, Penny, it's just one of those things that if you're not it, and especially from our perspective as somebody that is potentially going to help you get the word out about your book, but yeah, at a very basic level, you're not even interested enough to figure out how to make it easy for me to check out your book and learn more about it. So we can Thank help you. you and all these other things. It's like, we can't help, but think how serious are they really about this? If right. you know what I mean? If they don't even know how, if somebody asks them, Hey, email me your book link. I'd love to share it with my friends. Are you going to tell them? I don't know how to, I hope not, you know? Yeah. To Henny's point missed out on sales, on exposure, on recommendations, things like that. So that's just one of those very basic things. And now I feel like I'm overusing the word basic, but <laughs> the next one is basic must-haves for your website. And this is kind of with a subtle, not so not subtle nod to the fact that you need to have a website in this day and age. It can be very, very standard. It can be simple and clean. It doesn't have to be very expensive. There are amazingly easy to use, easy to navigate, good looking websites out there that you can get for less than $500 if you find the right company to work with. So don't think you need to have a massive investment, but it is your home base. It is like the online version of having a brick and mortar store. It makes you look that much more professional when done well. But you have to keep in mind that consumers are savvy. Everybody shops online now and they're used to having things easy to navigate and intuitive to use and simple to find exactly what they're looking for so they can make decisions quickly. And that's the standard that you're expected to uphold even as an author, you know? So a bad website that's either dated or doesn't work well, or is just kind of clunky or the colors are weird and dark and just not enjoyable. It just, it reflects poorly on the quality of your book, which isn't fair to you. And that's just something, you know, that's how consumers view it, whether you like it or not. So your website cannot be just this throwaway, but a great website can also be really inexpensive if you find the right team to work with. Right, exactly. And if you have, you know, the skill level, you can also, you know, Squarespace. I mean, there's a lot of template websites out there. I, I just talked to an author the other day who has a template website that they did on, I think it was Squarespace or something like that. And it looks great. Yeah. But I think having that basic knowledge, and I also want to kind of add to that too, um, a newsletter. So whenever I talk to an author, I'm like, oh, you should really have a newsletter. I, I hear, I can almost hear them groaning through the phone, right? But having a newsletter, knowing how to send the newsletter, I talked to somebody a couple of weeks ago and he's told me, he said, you know, I've never, I have a newsletter. I think I have people on the list. I don't know how to do it. I have to ask them. You know what I mean? So, so you really, because that's the other thing though, too, is that a lot of this stuff, you don't necessarily have to, like, you don't, unless you're so busy, you don't have to pay anybody to Mm -hmm. send your newsletter for you. You could very easily do it yourself. Finally, and again, we could probably go on as, as we often do, we could probably go on and on, but I think it's really a good, I think it's really good to have a basic understanding of some standard book promotion tools, such as Goodreads, BookBub, Author Central. Um, again, you don't have to be, I mean, Author Central, if you have a book on Amazon, you're going to have an Author Central page. Um you don't necessarily have to be on there. You don't have to be killing it. 
if you're like, oh, I don't have time for all this. BookBub doesn't take a lot of time. I'll tell you that. And neither, in fact, does Goodreads. I mean, I always like to tell people Goodreads doesn't take a lot of care and feeding, not like, you know, authors who want to get on TikTok. Like, I want to be famous on TikTok. I'm like, well, it's been nice knowing you because you're going to spend all your time. (laughs) It's like a second job. It's like a second job, right? Mm -hmm. The other reason why you want to have a basic, you want to have some basic knowledge is that these are really good tools for you to use. I mean, BookBub has a great um, follow author feature. If you, you can get, you can build your following on BookBub and then they'll send out an announcement of, Mm -hmm. you know, when your next book is coming out. I mean, these are really, really great tools. Author Central, even though I'm still upset at Amazon for changing (laughs) the look of Author Central, um, Author Central is a great tool for all, you know, for you to have as an author. Exactly. And Penny, even the Goodreads piece, like you said, um, even if you don't have the time to nurture it, even though it is a great opportunity to connect with readers, that aside, just having a really nicely done, well thought out profile, you know, author profile on Goodreads since it is owned by Amazon. Again, it's, it's that level of professionalism that you're putting out there to the world and people want a sure thing when they're spending their money, you know? So having a profile on Goodreads that has a a good bio that talks about your inspiration or your background that has your website link on it, that has a good author headshot, just some really basic elements just shows that you take yourself seriously. Mm -hmm. And that means readers will take you more seriously as well. You would be amazed how many folks that we encounter who don't do the basic stuff and I'm not, this is not a podcast of, Hey, just be basic. But if you, <laughs> but now we have a title, right? <laughs> now we have a title. Yeah. But if you're, you know, if you're serious about being an author, you need to be serious about making sure that anything that, that is out there on you is, you know, that good reads is updated, that you have a good headshot, that things look polished. Yes. It can make all the difference. You don't have to be killing it on all of these sites. And you know what we don't talk about a lot, Penny? Sorry, hmm. now that I think about it, because it's one of those things sometimes, sometimes we get too close to our own work. I do a lot of stuff on Goodreads. And one thing that we don't mention enough is that because Amazon and Goodreads, you know, Amazon owns Goodreads, books wind up on Goodreads all the time, whether the author wants them to or yeah. not. And I think a lot of authors don't realize that they are essentially already on that site. But if you don't get on there and kind of claim your author space, your book just looks like it was, you know what I mean? It just doesn't look up to par with all the titles where the authors have gotten on there and claim their profile and something actually shows up about the author when somebody goes to the book, you know, things like that. And I think that's something that not a lot of authors realize. And I feel bad that I don't talk about enough is that your book is going to be on Goodreads, whether, you know, you did anything to make that happen or not. So you might as well show up and do the bare minimum to at least have some, you know, clout on there and a little backing behind it that talks about you And, you know, you should kind of own that space, at least at a very minimal level. No, that's a very good point to make is that whether you like it or not, (laughs) your, you know, your, your books are going to wind up on Goodreads. They're going to obviously, they're, your author central may or may not be, Mm -hmm. um, you may or may not have even signed in and teed that up at all, but 
you've got these elements anyway. Why not put them in, you know, in some order and, you know, add some polish to them? It makes all the difference. The authors who succeed aren't necessarily killing it at every single platform that they touch, but at the very least, they're very careful about their brand, about the look, um, and making sure that all of it, you know, everything looks consistent. So, all right. I think that we have, I think we've covered all of the high points on that. We love your feed, show feedback, show ideas, wherever you listen to podcasts. We also would love a review um, of the show. And thank you again so much for listening. This is Penny Sansevieri and Amy Cornell. Bye-bye.